All right, everybody, and welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hicks, your host, the man of a million musical opinions. And this week, I have a, uh, well, I did a podcast interview just a few minutes ago, actually, with the band Ruby Mac. They are a all-female folk ensemble in Massachusetts. And uh, they are quite an amazing set of pipes on all of them. They're all gorgeous voices. They harmonize really well. We'll hear that. Uh, we'll start off with their song, Jane. Let's play that in, and uh, I hope you enjoy it, everybody. sitting here in the Sticky Jazz Studios in Salt Lake City, Utah, and on the line, I have the band Ruby Mac, and this is their week. They're dropping the single, so we're kind of putting this one up to the top. Uh, say hello, everybody, starting off with, I guess, well, uh, Abby and, uh, we have two Abbies. Fire away. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, ladies. Um, I am Abby Duquette. We call me Abby and the other Abby Abs. <laughs> okay. So, okay, let's have Abs introduce herself then. All right. So, yeah, my name is Abs. Lovely to be here. My name's Emma Ayers. Thanks so much for having us this evening. Oh, hey, glad to have you. I'm. I, I have to be honest. I, uh, I, I, I used to live in Boston. And I miss that redneck of the woods big time. I loved, loved New England. And so you guys sound nothing like the typical Boston scene. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, have, to, have to head out more towards uh, Brimfield and Palmer to, to, to find people that sound like you. Um, so 
uh, I, yeah, I miss it. But uh, so what, how is it up there now for, for the folk scene and for the, uh, well, wait, hang on, back up, pause button. I was told there was four of you in this. Why do I only have three of you online? That's true. Uh-huh. There are four of us. Zoe, unfortunately, um, wasn't able to make it tonight. Um, but we have three fourths of Ruby Mac here. Okay. Well, let's talk about her then. Here in present. <laughs> so, huh. um, so uh, let's see. Let me start. So you, you know that there is another solo artist, a pop artist, who calls herself Ruby Mac without the K, right? You are aware of the of that woman. We are. Uh, yeah, yeah you she's are. in like Rhode Island or something. Yeah, she's like fifteen. Yeah, like I, I have a friend. Uh, same thing. Jeremy Camp is his name, and he does like space soundtrack movie music. And there's another Jeremy Camp out there who does Christmas music or Christian rock, and it's so he's always getting emails saying thank you for your inspiration and shit. He's like, oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I so, hope we get messages like that. <laughs> Even well, hey, maybe, maybe they'll book you guys instead of her for a gig right wouldn't that be a and you show up to play the gig that would be i mean rhode island right they might think it's you it might think it's the right people anyway so uh, here's a fun oh. distinction though we actually spell our name differently than she does and okay. um and so we spell mac m-a-c-k uh, right. and it's right and i i would argue, arguably say call me call me uh sassy but um i don't think that we can be confused yeah. oh well like sure completely different genres oh yeah no <laughs> totally different genres i just i just typed in ruby mac with m-a-c-k and it brought up m-a-c and i was like i don't that's not no don't do that to me you know so hmm. um no but there was uh well yeah, there was yeah. also that song i don't know if you know that crazy uh celtic folk song mary max mother's making mary mac marry me and then you're supposed to say back my mother's making me marry mary mac it's a crazy old usually have to be really lit when you're gonna sing it and uh (laughs) but you guys do kind of fall into that genre of of what would be going on you know that's the that's the style you guys have a good good vein of that there in your music so um, so wait, when was the new edition? Cause you, you were three for how long? And then you got four. Um, how, how did, yeah. uh, yeah. When, when did the fourth one join? Uh, Emma, you were about to say something, say, say it. Well, we, we were sort of, uh, we've, we've had many different iterations, but we've always kind of been two trio, two different iterations of trios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, uh, I think it, it's the, we were born November 1st last year um, with many, many iterations before us. Um, and, and that is, that's the story. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I have to say, I did enjoy your, uh, your porch concerts there, Emma. Uh, that Mason Dixon line was, was very powerful. So I. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, hey, I'm just going to warn you ladies. I am a sucker for a good siren. Okay. And with more <laughs> sirens in the mix, man, I'm like, I'm sold. Okay. So yeah, actually when they, when they gave me your music and said, what do you think? And I said, I, I, I got to talk to these ladies. Cause it was really good, but it was, yeah, like you said, so varied in the different iterations. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe you're like the lesbian folk version of spinal tap. Is, is that it? Uh, <laughs> 
Oh my god! We don't have the drummer that exploded. Is is the you know, um, and the one that died in a bizarre gardening accident. I wish we had a a drummer that mysteriously come busted. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be. I will, cool. I will say we turn it up to eleven. Right. Okay. <laughs> we do turn it up. We also don't identify as lesbian. We identify as like gay or queer. Okay. So there's. But um, I like the idea of a gay queer version of Spinal Tap for sure. A, a, a queer, a gay queer folk version of Spinal Tap. Yes. Yeah, you, you'd be in Mighty Wind and not in Spinal Tap. That's where you, that's where you ladies would be. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you guys Beautiful. all saw Mighty Wind, right? I actually haven't seen that one. Have you guys? That had some. I, of that had some yeah. of the best pranks and they had so many references to to Woodstock. They had references, I mean everything in there. I laughed so hard in that movie. You gotta watch Mighty Wind. They, they they made a reference even to a vine of brown licorice that was bad acid that was going around at Woodstock, and they made a public service announcement about <laughs> it. And then there's this guy up there and he's going, hey, everybody, be careful. There's a, there's a vine out there that, that's very dangerous, so stay away. And he quoted straight the, the, the public service announcement out of Woodstock. Stay away from that vine. It, it, it's pretty bad for you, you know? So <laughs> that, I was, anyway, no, Mighty Wind, fabulous movie. But I, I love all the mockumentaries anyway. Um, so you guys kind of, uh, do you know the Be Good Tanya's? Yes. I do. Okay. okay, so that was where I, you sound so much like them in, in just this beautiful set of voices. I mean, you don't sound like them, sound like them, but your voices and you harmonize, amazing. You're all just wonderful that way. Uh, but the Be Good Tanyas, they do some really freaky things with their voices, if you know what I'm talking about, right, Emma? I do. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, they have. But you guys no, are amazing. I, I love your guy. I was like, you're you're in that same genre as Be Good Tanya's without the funky vocal stuff that they do. So um, maybe we can use them as inspiration. Next album, all of a sudden you hear just like wailing, literally. <laughs> well, they don't wail. They I've don't never wail, heard like, them, but <laughs> it's, you said funky voices. So I was just no, they, it's 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 a funky oh. vocal thing that they do that you're like, it's it's hard to describe how she well, it, there's three of them that sing, and and it's just this weird, almost like she's not using her voice to sing, but more as an instrument. And so you're, you're like not really paying attention to the words that she's singing anymore. She's just kind of doing her yeah. thing. It's 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 kind of like a like if you know the Cocteau Twins, it's a bit like that. What about the Cranberries? Uh, no. No. Well, maybe. Yeah. Like Think about dreams. How she's just like, ah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, kind of like that, but she she's not really wailing like like Dora like Dolores did. Actually, that hurt. Um, I met them when they were nobodies, and uh, mm. the Cranberries and Dolores. She signed my CD to me. You know, it said to Jeremy, love Dolores, and she was really sweet to talk to and gave me a hug and everything. And I met her once after that. And uh, she's just a great lady. And then it really sucked when she died, when she left us, man. That was, yeah. Yeah. So that was again, a I'm a sucker for a good siren. Um, so you should the... listen to our song. Um, 
is it Odysseus or for Icarus? I, I always... did it. Yeah, I, I was going to get to that. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I just... hey, yeah. slow down, man. Okay, pause button here. I was going to get to That's so that. funny. That's... That's what that made me think of, too. We're, we're like four questions away from that, okay? So, like, calm down, all right? Um, yeah, I <laughs> so mean, I, calm I'm, down. I'm saying oh, calm God. down to a folk band, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we got any chiller, we'd be dead. Yeah, so... <laughs> Well, no, but I, I need you guys to come and play a gig in Sully. We, we've got a, a folk punk band called Folk Hogan. I'm here and for it. They're, they're up there playing an accordion and all this crazy punk. It's it's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. You got they're They're great. So um, they're just. I have a punk streak in me. So, yeah, I think we, we can we can rock out. Well, so my, my favorite, like, have you heard the Levelers? Have you heard those guys? No. Okay, they're like a folk punk band with a violin, and they'll play the didgeridoo every once in a while. Oh, wow. But they, they have like this fiddle player. He's like seven foot two, <laughs> and, he's, and then he wears a top hat to look even taller, and they're just crazy. They're like speed metal violin folk, right? So... Um, yeah, the violin, it's so interesting. I feel like it can be such a versatile instrument. I've played in a math rock band before with fiddle, but this is, yeah, I mean, obviously Ruby Mac is very much, you know, it's pretty much as folk as you can get. Um, and I feel like, you know, our energy sometimes is very, very high, almost rock-like, but um, I feel like we we sit solidly in our, in our genre. It's oh, what resonates I, with us. Yes, it's wonderful. So now let's see. For me, the great my my version of the Mighty Wind Folk concert would probably be, um, yeah, it'd be the Levelers, uh, Death in June, you guys, and Folk Hogan. Um, so Death in June are like this totally morbid, twisted Euro death rock folk band. They're like unreal, crazy good. Anyway, moving on. Oh yeah, wait, lead singer of Death in June, he's gay too, but he's one freaky dude, man. So anyway, uh, I relate. What's I'm that? one. I'm one freaky dude, and I'm eight foot five, but I'm sitting down. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, let's. All right. So the new song, "Devil Told Me," I got to hear that today. It's coming out on my birthday. Thank you very much for the birthday present. As with the album, I just found out, but that's a totally bogus accent. Talking to the three of you. And and the accent in that song that is not even a that's not a Boston accent it's not even a New England accent there. Why What are you talking about? The the accent in Devil Told Me I was like. Mean What's that? The song with the lyric Devil Told Me is Milk Tooth. Is that what you're talking about? Uh no wait no let's see what was the new one no the, hold on what was the one that she gave me this morning? Um, no, she told me the song. I have it right here. It's called uh, "Devil Told Me" by Ruby Mac. If that's, oh, the that's right so album. interesting. No, our, our, yeah, our album is "Devil Told Me." We actually don't have a song called that. Well, then, because the song right here is, in fact, uh, well, it says "Devil Told Me" by Ruby Mac. So that's what she gave me here. So that's what your SoundCloud world looks like, ladies. Um, I know. I I know what she sent you this morning and um, it's a playlist called Devil Told Me. I'm imagining oh. you're talking about the first song. Machine Man. Machine Man? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All so, right. So the accent. You've got an accent. I'm so curious to hear more about this experience. Uh, well, it, it sounded like you were 
like indigo girls sort of below the uh, mason dixon line type uh accent there you know but my wow. time, yeah my, my time with the navy was all about that and i just heard that and every female vocalist i heard wait it's, it's like this whole i don't know adirondacks appalachian accent and that was what i i heard in that song so i'm gonna I did spend a good deal of time below the Mason-Dixon line. Uh-huh. Um, and, you, and you still have all your teeth. I can see that. That's great. Oh, no. These are dentures. Oh, they are. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, wait. And were you chewing tobacco at age five like the rest of them? And oh, in the womb. Come on. And also, <laughs> I will arguably say that, like any space, there are stereotypes. Mm -hmm. But I, I, having spent a lot of time, part of my heart is down in Bristol, Tennessee, and um, and I will say that there is so much more than maybe um, sort of this this dramatized stereotype that you're describing. I'd say that uh, that song uh, Machine Man is not connected to that, but it's interesting that you got you got that from that song. Well, so it's about the guy who can fix cars and do great things. I, I was getting that out of it. It was a great, great song there. Um... But Devil Told Me came up in a different song as well. I'm going to get to that in a moment because that's like your your crown piece. And that was beautiful. It really was. The, the other one we're going to get to. Again, I'm all over the place. My ADD drugs aren't working right now. So, oh, same. And so, oh, oh, are you part of the family too? You've got ADD? Yeah. Same I the two of us. Oh, yes. <laughs> the two abs. Yeah. So we all have the attention span of a gnat. This is great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so wait, where are you ladies at, actually? Somewhere in Western Mass, right? Yes. I, Abby Duquette, am in Greenfield, Massachusetts currently. Okay. And, and I, Abs Kaler, am, and actually I'm in Jamaica Plain right now in Boston. I used to live right there. Nice. You know where nice. Huntington and South Huntington meet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I lived there on the fifth floor on a building right on that corner. <laughs> And oh, wow. I got tired of hearing the 38s go off every night. Like I, I, I knew that signature and some bastard was a bad shot because he just kept shooting every night. I was like, I live in Boston's open air shooting range. So I just moved out. I, like, I got to get the hell out of this place because, you know, I mean, I, I slept with my loaded 45 next to my bed because I knew I just might need it living there. And so I had to just get out. That's like the worst part of Boston is hunting. How long ago did you live there, though? Because it's very different. I was in 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a totally different place. Okay. There, it's a very um, gay area with like lots of families. And I, I mean, I will say there are still a lot of, you know, sketch stuff happening, but isn't that part of the fun, you know? It, it is. And <laughs> well, okay. I, I was going to divinity school there. I was at Harvard and I, oh. I left there. I moved out to Waltham. And yeah, I was the guy, I was like walking into class with a loaded 45 under my shoulder and shit. I mean, it was just like, cause I was like, I had to go back down there to, to Huntington. And, uh, you know, it was just weird in a place where you couldn't even talk about owning guns and you're hearing that shit go off every night. So it's good to know that that's not the way it is anymore. I know down in Southie, things were a bit rough when I was there too, but that was the whole Whitey Bulger era when I was down there. So. Um, I miss Boston so much. I really do. So, but, uh, yeah, so let's see. Um, I would, let's see. I went Western mass. I went to a Scottish festival in Brimfield. 
and you had to go out to like Brimfield and Palmer to get into the space where your music is. You know what I mean? That was where I could feel this. I, of course, I went and did my Alice's Restaurant pilgrimage out at mm -hmm. Stockbridge. And yeah. nothing has changed from that song except they have two stoplights now instead of one. <laughs> but other than that, man, I was like, this is so cool. Again, I'm one of those nerds that had to do it. I was like, I'm going to Stockbridge just for Arlo Guthrie country. So, of course. Of course. I mean, Massachusetts in general has like a, an amazing folk scene, so, like the different areas. So, the Pioneer Valley, which is where we got our start, has an incredible folk scene. So does the Berkshires, which is where Stockbridge is. And even Boston, like surrounding Club Passim, it's it's an amazing uh, space if you're trying to get, to, if you're, you know, trying to get to the roots of folk music and you're not in the South, you know? Well, when, when I lived in Worcester, and I even pronounced that right, we had, we went up to, um, we actually went up to Clinton to hear some, some folk music. And uh, it was just funny hearing somebody with a really thick Boston accent introducing the songs and then singing them. I, it was wonderful, but I was like, whoa, it was just kind of surreal, you know, with the really, really thick Boston accent, um, which none of you seem to have either, which is um, obviously it's uh, no. no, it's a dream, truly, but we have to work up to it. You have to work up the to audience it. ready, you know, uh huh. We, we practice it regularly. It's part of our vocal warm-up regimen. Pack the car, you know? Pack the car. And have it done. <laughs> I can see Ab's laughing pretty good there, so. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, you ladies do have some marvelous harmonies. Um, they're uh, angelic. Again, if I was uh, if I was back in on the ships, I'd crash them on the rocky shores if you were all, you know. Uh, you know. Um, good. So, milk tooth. Let's get to it because we knew that was coming. Wonderful mm -hmm. song, and I kind of was figuring out what it was about I, before I. I was like, I want to hear it before I read what it's about, and because um, they said, "Oh yeah, check out this song." Here's an article about it. I'm like, no, I want to hear the song first and then form my own opinions, and then go and see if I was totally wrong. Oh, and, what did you? What did you? Yeah, what did you think? yeah, we would love to hear. Yeah. Actually, the best line I've heard in probably 10 years in a song. Since the devil Word. told me I was a girl. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was so powerful. I was like, you're empowering yourselves as women that way. It was very moving. Um, Thank you. And that was beautiful. And I, I think that that line and everything else should should be like almost like the leveler said the weapon called the word mm. and i think you can really really bring out a lot of compassion that way uh let's talk about that song what it was about it was very beautiful and it did touch me and there are people in my life that i'm going to be playing it to oh, I love oh that. that's great Thank you. yeah well you said weapon i've I feel like we strongly believe that words are Emma's strongest weapon. She yes. wrote that, those lyrics, um, and she can she can make you feel things. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh no! Well, just again, the voice 
you know, you with, with your voices, you could be singing, you know, a spaghetti sauce recipe, and I'd be all over that. But <laughs> that's actually on the next album. Next album, right? Okay, yeah. yeah she, I, I can see. Next single to drop. Yeah, Abby's <gasps> writing notes there. Yeah, she's she's putting notes. Take that spaghetti down. Get recipe. that down, Abby. Spaghetti sauce recipe. I literally am. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, Emma. If you're the if you're the 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 one who penned it, let's hear it. Well, I guess I would say it's literally a page out of my my diary. It's um, a really personal, autobiographical um, sort of uh, epic poem, if you will, about um, sort of embracing um, my identity as a queer person and just coming out to the scene that I've been a part of for since I was like a teenager and just being being who I am and celebrating it um, but um, acknowledging the pain that um, that sort of like scaffolds um, that experience and I guess um, the line um, holy woman said I deserve what I want um, sort of came to me when we were on tour um, in Nashville, we stayed with this wonderful woman named Libby. And Libby. Um, she uh, was just really emphatic and gave us this gorgeous, passionate sort of oration the evening we were with her. And she was saying, you girls deserve what you want, you know? And, um, and something was, some, there was something so simple, but like profound in that line. And I wrote it down and it just continued to sort of like sparkle through my mind and drive me on days where I felt really down and frustrated and disconnected um, from my craft. And so that song was a sort of like a through line from, um, I guess I started writing it last or two years, two years ago almost, um, and then finished it in the fall. And, um, and the line uh, devil, uh, cause the devil told me I was born a girl um i guess since the was, devil told me i was a girl that was what i believe it said uh, since the devil told me i was born a girl is the line yes. but um but uh that line is for me um very much about having no consent in terms of how you're born into this world and the societal expectations on your gender sexuality what what have you um i think it's important to note that like all of us actually don't necessarily identify as how we were born like um, even though we may present um, as like femme women or whatever, um, that's not maybe reflective of all of our, how we all identify. Um, and that like we, but we have to like carry out this identity that's put on our shoulders from like a tiny baby and all the expectations and suffering that comes along with that. And, it, and, it's, and it's saying no, F that, I'm throwing that away and I have the capacity to rebuild and reconstruct my identity and the expectations on me based on um, who I say I am. So that's what that line is really about. Uh, that Absolutely. Was, that was powerful, that was beautiful. Um, I mean, th th this coming from a guy who I'm toxic masculinity dude, bald, you know, I'm like shaven head, earrings, 18 inch arms, uh, and I wear kilts, man. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a kilted guy most right. of the time. What's that? Are you Scottish? Yeah. Me too. I'm Scottish oh and French. God. Cool. Me too. Sorry. I feel like an wow, we're all I Scottish, was a Scottish and all have ADD. <laughs> yeah. Scottish and ADD. All right. We're cousins, right? We're all cousins. But... No, I've got I've got Celtic tattoos. I got a Celtic warrior band up on my shoulder. Um, Love to hear it. 
yeah no but like i i would have been an extra in braveheart you know um i'm not kind of <laughs> well no i no like okay i again i'm shaving the head bald as an egg right you know like i am totally toxic masculinity and and um like I, do you guys know the band james do you know them um, no, because no, you're so young. Jeez, you ladies need an education. Okay, James. Feel free uh, to send us a playlist. I a will. Playlist. I'll be happy to. Um, James were playing here last fall. Actually, the guy who hooked me up with you with you ladies, he's a huge James fan. And he, so he know anyway. So uh the lead singer, they they come out. I was photographing the show. I've met him several times. And uh but you know, I haven't seen him in uh geez, how many years? And uh so they come out and I'm photographing the show, right? And he he's also shaven head, lots of earrings and a goatee, just like me, but he's like Mr. Ballet and Yoga. And so he's like really like ripped, but skinny as a rail, right? And he walks out and he, he does the first song and then he says, you know, and like in front of the whole venue, there's like, you know, 3,000 people there. And he goes, you know, this camera operator down here in front, he looks just like me. Only he's bigger than me. God, he's huge. <laughs> and I'm like going, well, thank you, Tim, for pointing out my stature to everyone. <laughs> I just, it was so weird that he said that. But um, like, anyway, yeah. So I'm that guy who I, I, I let everything clash. I don't care. I mean, I was wearing earrings as a teenager. I had that, I had the Bono mullet. If you remember the, how Bono looked when in, in the 80s, you know? And I was punk. I was punk when it meant "Hey faggot." When it was called "Hey faggot," you know that was me. I was the punk back then, you know. So, I, I, I learned to just empathize with people who were singled out, and um, actually, that's why we're talking now, right? I want to make the world a little bit smaller, and I want to tell everybody about your music. But yeah, that that piece was that's kind of a universal you know beautiful moving experience to listen to that one um but explain why you you ter use the word the term milk tooth why why'd you name it that do you mind if i take that yeah go for I, it all right yeah well yeah um, I, go ahead okay um so milk tooth is uh sort of when humans are born into the world um, they have milk teeth or baby teeth. And obviously as children get older, their teeth fall out, right? Their baby teeth fall out. I guess for me, uh, milk tooth was sort of a overarching metaphor um, for um, never could pull my milk tooth is like literally holding onto something, this small aspect of your childhood, this small shred of sort of your, like your, your innocence in a way. Um, and so it's, it's sort of this like tension and this push and pull between not being able to like lose this connection to family and family's expectations of you and your perceived expectations of your family has of you and, and just like holding on to it as if it were just this baby tooth that would never fall out of your mouth. I actually have a baby tooth still in my mouth. <laughs> really? You did yeah. not know that. Emma, you did not know that? No! Abby, you're the poster child of milk tooth. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I really thought you dedicated it to me. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, sorry. That was all a poetic lie. It's dedicated to Abby Duquette. 
because I still it's actually baby. about yeah exactly Abby Duquette's literal baby tooth <laughs> right, <laughs> I was actually just okay. staring at Abby Duquette's mouth and you know wrote that <laughs> inspiration struck perfect All right. so wait, can you ladies see me now I just plug I just turned on the cam yeah yeah nice yeah. to see you yeah, Great to see yeah. your bald head. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, is the glare like blinding you or something? You know, <laughs> and so, no, no, I, so I actually, I was out on a movie set yesterday and I got, I got pretty cooked on my head uh, and I was wearing a hat most of the time, but I still got pretty cooked. So seeing as we've all been in quarantine, I, I haven't been the guy who will, you know, I haven't had to uh, go out much and mm -hmm. I'm a germaphobe, so I really haven't mm -hmm. gone out much. And then going out there, I didn't think I needed to, you know, anyway, I got my ears and my part of my head got pretty cooked, but it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. On this movie set, I got killed. I, I counted it out seven times on this movie set yesterday. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, just, you know, I was the bad guy and I got shot in seven different angles. It was a good time. So, um, <laughs> So I, I can, well, I, I look like a pretty intimidating guy when I'm, you know, being an intimidating guy. So, uh, I love the milk tooth. Uh, it was great since the devil told me I was born a girl, loved it. Um, the next one, Jane, speak up ladies. Jane. Jane. <sighs> Abs, you really good at describing what this song is about. Oh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's take... I'm going to play Milk Tooth here. Oh, yeah. Okay. One street down the wanting more Grapefruit on the porch Always fighting in the civil war Since the devil told me I was born a girl All I ever did was lose you Build and tear the tower down Oh, the days of my misspent youth Never could pull my milk tooth Never could pull my milk tooth Holy woman said I deserve what I want so I told her what I want is you You're the only chance I got To build my sorrow into someone new Sorrow ain't got nowhere to hide Can't hide this shifting heart of mine With broken rhymes and great divides Her hands were my lifeline Taught myself to hold my lips in place Smile on my face doesn't mean I'm trying Hail that Mary full of grace Can't keep gambling for better timing Can't keep gambling for better timing Holy woman said I deserve what I want So I told her what I want is you You're the only chance I've got To build my sorrow into someone new God would turn his back again So I learned to live with no refrain When I was only 17 Words have weight in my mouth for 
Take them out one by one while you stand and look amazed. You never realize what you have done. You never realize what you have done. This is just what I wanted to say here. Music, like, folk music is like the spirit of the people, right? And I feel like that, that's what I've noticed or I've always felt like what country music is missing. Um, folk music really caught it and, and you ladies really kind of encapsulated a lot of that. And there's so much, I can see all of you are smiling, that's great. Um, there's just a very powerful vibe in all of that. And I, I can appreciate that was something that really caught me, you know, just listening. It was wonderful to get into there. Um, uh, really quick, uh, the Mason Dixon line. Um, so, uh, what, what's your question? Your just song so you Mason, know, yeah, go ahead. So Ruby Mac actually doesn't play that song. Okay. Um, that, that's a song that I, we, they played our, I play solo. Um, okay. I have a solo project, so that's, I mean, I'm, I, I would be happy to talk about that song at another oh, yeah. time. Yeah, no, it, it came up when I, it came up on the YouTube thing. I was like, oh, that's really good. And there it was you singing it. So, um, thank you. So, I appreciate it. Oh no, you, you, you ladies have just fantastic voices, just amazing. And onto the milk tooth uh, theme again, I really need to ramp this up here. Um, I'm in Salt Lake city and we have the highest uh, rate per capita of LGBTQ suicides. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm involved in all of this. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm on this rampage to bring an end to all that. That's why I go and do what I do for the, the foundations. And I, I work for this magazine doing all this exactly for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I ask everybody this, and this is where it's kind of the final question. And I want you all to just throw in what you have on this. What would your message be to the young queer kid who's in the closet, who's afraid, who's hurting and in that vulnerable state? I know you kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, I, I want to hear it kind of how all three of you would have to say it. So, I would say you are divine Mm. anything else so much (laughs) (laughs) yes but I think if I had to sum it up in maybe one phrase and I I guess I can explain kind of what that means to me but um, I think that there is something so holy and sacred about you know just existing as who you are and what you feel and like you know, your heart, your soul, whatever you want to call that um, spirit. Um, but I think that, you know, the world does a really good job of trying to tell you that you're wrong or you're dirty or you're not wanted or you are sinful. And it takes a lot of courage to question the things that you've been taught. Um, and I wish that, you know, society had more of an open mind and more of kind of that curiosity to, to explore um, who, who they are at their core, but it, you know, who, who that is at your core, like that is okay. And that is beautiful. That is love. And I feel like the holiness 
like the like the word divine I, I genuinely mean that is like divine um that is spirit that is what it should be and you are divine you're loved that was wonderful thank you uh, mm. emma I'm, you are wait, i want to go next Abby, go ahead go ahead kill it and i can't go last okay so. go ahead <laughs> sorry Emma. i think abby i think abs just now abs was just wow i'm i'm all tearing up right now it was beautiful uh, so i am too which is why i was like oh shit i can't i like i have to be sandwiched in between the goodness and then people will just like roll over it you know what i mean and jeremy i just i also just wanted to say i appreciate all the work that you do so much i mm -hmm. am a huge proponent of mental health especially you know just health in general um for the lgbt community i'm a psych nurse and a oh, lot of okay. what the work that I am doing and want to do is, you know, um, kind of creating a more accepting workplace environment and also, um, you know, hospital kind of system environment for LGBT people. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Utah, there's this stigma because of the local culture, uh, mm. the, the, the LDS church that I you know, was once part of, I was raised to be homophobic and, um, I don't know, I as well just say it. Uh, my dad was gay and he, he kept it quiet. He was in the closet and it destroyed him and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, made our lives hell. And, uh, that was, you know, there was so much unnecessary pain all around that, but it was because of that, what he believed and, and, um, so, yeah, that's where, uh, that's why I'm here, I guess, to, just to shout it out to the universe, dad, I love you. And it was okay, even though, you know, you fucked everything up, but um, anyway, go ahead, Abby. Even that was so beautiful. <laughs> well, what I would, um, not beautiful. Group hug. <laughs> group hug, bring it in, y'all. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, keep your spirit and keep um, shining and power through and don't let anyone tell you or make you feel like what you want is not possible and what you need and that you're not going to get because you are just like the yeah. song said you deserve what you want you deserve what you want you deserve what you want yeah, you, you, you ladies are so sweet. This is so cool. I, wow. Um, I, I, I mean, who's the one that's missing? My head's all spinning right now. Zoe. Zoe. I wonder how awesome she is. She's probably. Or wait, Zoe's sorry. Am I using the right pro and pronouns? Am yes. I right in saying she? You are. Zoe? Okay. Cool. Thank you, all right. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, hey, you know I forgive me i'm the dumb straight american white guy you know um but i just trying, think that's what matters what's that but you're trying and you're learning and that's what matters hey you know i think anybody different than me is interesting that's why i'm oh always, yeah you know so look there, there's plenty of dumb straight american white guys all around man you know that so i i need interesting people i need to know what is different about you that makes you cool makes you wonderful that's why I want to talk to people. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, anyway, um, Emma fire away. Let's have it. So I guess what I would say is that, um, 
whoever's out there hurting or in the closet or in a situation where it's not safe to be who you are, I want you to take a moment and I want you to close your eyes and know that you had gay and queer ancestors. And maybe that was taken from you. And maybe you've had people tell you that no one in your family has ever been gay except for you, but that's a lie. And that's simply not true. And I want you to just, just speak out to the big old open sky, no matter what you believe, your ancestors are always around you and they're always wanting you to succeed. And I want you to call into your imagination and into your heart, the fact that there are people around you that believe you and they know you and they know that what you feel is real and valid and you are not alone. You are never alone. Call that into your imagination and and let that fuel you and let that comfort you. You're not the first one. It's okay. You are loved and you are seen. You're not the first one. It's just your turn now, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was usually going to be my last question, but I forgot to ask. Oh, this is because that was so great. Um, I mean, the, everything on here: Little Bird, Icarus, Red Rocking Chair, Breadwinner. Obviously, was a was a fun one. I want to be the breadwinner, but uh, Odysseus. You you mentioned that earlier, so let, let's tie it up with that one, and I'll play that one out. How's that? I'll play that one out. So, go ahead. Um. Odysseus, I think we brought it up because you mentioned sirens and that you love a siren part and the the breakdown or the bridge of that song. Um, we're saying there's a siren, right? That's singing a song. Singing a song. Okay, great. Sorry. Sometimes I get Frigorous and Odysseus mixed up, but here we go. Odysseus. Oh, hey, she was almost singing there. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I almost Holy. got a free concert out of you. you right. Almost did. <laughs> Almost, um, but we we really tried to uh, emulate the sound that a siren would make, um, and I feel like I feel like you can get that, you know, you know, because we like step back from the mic, so it was really cool. And um, but yeah, the, the, the yeah, I would also definitely crash into some rocks for that. Oh yeah, no, I I melted, man. I <laughs> I have no shame. You know, uh, for a good set of pipes, I have no shame. I was, I was sell my soul for that. You know, it's. Uh, and no, you can buy our album. You can find it on Bandcamp.com. Oh yes, yeah, everybody, check check it out. Where where music is streaming, where audience, where where artists don't get paid somewhere near you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I already got the album. You see, I love my job. I already got the album. Here. Yeah, you did. So. <laughs> Um, well, that, that's the thing is because I was like, okay, they gave me a couple of these bits out of YouTube, and I'm listening here, and I'm like, I want the album, and so I finally got it today, which um, I, had, I was like, yes, I've been just jonesing <laughs> on that. I've been really enjoying that today. So, um, and it looks like Abby got up and ran away for a second. Is, is oh, your sorry, is your eats there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, legit. I had to turn off my oven. Oh, all right. Sorry. So, um, all right. Well, thank you, ladies. Any any final last words? Oh, yeah. Pronouns, please. I, I just to make sure I got to, you know. Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm abs. Uh, Kaylor, I use they them pronouns. Oh, sorry. I'm Emma Ayers. I use she her hers pronouns. 
I am Abby Duquette and I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And Zoe is not here, but Zoe is Zoe Young and uses she, her pronouns. Okay. And my pronouns are he, him, his dude. So um, <laughs> love that. actually I did, I was, I was shooting at the love loud festival with Dan Reynolds and everyone imagine dragons. And I, you know, everyone gets the butts as my pronouns are, and you can write whatever you want. And I wrote he, him, his dude, you know, and uh, I love that. That's so, perfect. All right, ladies, uh, I'm going to play us out. And so to everybody else out there, uh, go and look them up. Ruby Mac, the album will be out on Friday and it's a nice birthday present for me, but I've heard it before that but it's out there for the rest of you. So uh, go give him a look, see. And so everybody else, take a moment, be good to each other, take care, and let music do awesome in your lives. Four, five, six. built this country, built it too wide, and I can't tell which side of the bed you're on tonight, oh put down your poison, the sun is coming now, let your light dissolve the grief that fails your cup, oh you can do Can't